From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about choosing to do more than just say, let's have sex when you want to initiate. And there's a very simple and straightforward quote from Suzanne Roan that says, good things come to those who initiate. Simple and sweet. Simple and sweet. That's what we're talking about. But we're talking about how to really do that with the relational aspects in today's episode. But first and foremost, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. And a hug is really our opportunity to to celebrate what you're doing in your marriage, to share with others the transformation, the breakthrough that you've had. And this hug comes from an email that we received that starts with, just wanted to write in and let you know we did it. That's right. And we did it for those who don't know. That's when you complete a sex challenge. Whatever the length of that sex challenge is for you, a we did it is, we're cheering you on. Absolutely. She goes on to say, my husband and I have been happily married for eight years with two young kids in tow. So for all you that make excuses that you can't do it with kids, clearly you can. A few months ago, I came across your podcast as the number one in marriage podcast. So of course I had to listen. After the first episode, I told my husband about your 60-day experience Mm. and seven-day challenge. Without hesitation, he jumped on the 60-day challenge, saying we would be able to beat 40 out of 60 days easily. Easily. Game on. Instead of making rules on things that would excuse us, such as being sick or hitting that time of the month, we opted to challenge ourselves to be intimate every day without excuses. This was new to us. Period sex has never been part of our repertoire, Mm -hmm. but we discovered menstrual discs that boast mess-free period sex. And we completed 60 out of 61 days. Missing only one night that we fell asleep during foreplay. Although I feel like we get half a point for the effort. 100%. (laughs) We will give you the half a point. In all the craziness and stress of life, prioritizing being intimate every day was special and a great way to refocus on each other. I foresee seven-day challenges as being a regular part of our future. I've now listened to over 425 episodes, which is pretty crazy since we have 750, as of this, 752. I have to say, it's been way cool listening to how your relationship has grown and strengthened Mm. over the first eight years of your podcast. I appreciate your candor and quest for an ever better marriage. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. I love what the one family has done and taking these sex challenges to to new heights, right? Absolutely. I I mean, literally when you and I did that first one, other than the people that we had seen on the TV who were on mm-hmm. that, that segment that one night, we'd never heard of anybody. Never. And then to see what the one family has done over the years in their different ways is truly amazing. And a kudos to each and every one of you who've taken on a seven day or beyond. I mean, 60 out of 60 and a half over out of 61. <laughs> Give them a the half. Give them a the half. Let's go. I mean, that is like rock star level. And I know we have to jump into today's episode, but you know, as you were saying that, one of the things that really struck me is just how we have, through the podcast and through what the One Family has chosen to do over these last 13, almost 13 and a half years, we have kind of normalized having sex and having great sex absolutely with your spouse and that it doesn't have to end after any period of time. So like from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. 
thank you for making sexual intimacy and all the intimacies, but specifically, you know, just coming off of this hug, sexual intimacy in marriage, normal and a priority mm-hmm. and, and do it literally doing it no matter how long you've been married. Well, and let's talk about today's episode because we're, we're, we're discussing what it looks like to initiate mm-hmm. because that leads into obviously sexual intercourse and, and initiate even leads to foreplay, which then leads into sexual intercourse. But let's just hone in today on what does it look like to initiate just on a regular day-to-day basis or for for those who are looking to take on maybe a sex challenge of any duration. Well, and this episode came out of a message that we had recently received that said, have you done an episode on what initiating looks like? We figured out how to take turns initiating and scheduling. However, we don't really apply flirting, seducing, or teasing hardly ever. Mm. This can start to feel like you're just checking the box of agreement of the agreement that you made and not really connecting. Mm. And you know, we, we got this question. I love the fact that, you know, here's a couple that, you know, it really seems like maybe they've, you know, figured out how to take turns initiating and what that looks like in frequency. That is all stuff that we cover in the Intimacy Lifestyle Planner, right? That's something that we've gone into detail with. We've done episodes on, you know, taking turns initiating and whatnot. But this question goes a little deeper. And if you don't know what the Intimacy Lifestyle is, it's all about scheduling sex. Mm-hmm. The first episode we ever did, and I'll put a link here in the episode notes, as well as a, a link for the Intimacy Lifestyle Planner, though, is episode 140, and it's called Scheduling Sex. You can also look through um, the years of shows, and you will see Intimacy Lifestyle. And slight, slight side note, because this came up in a coach, like literally just came up in a coaching session okay. less than 24 hours ago. Um talking with a couple, we were talking about scheduling sex. The wife is totally on board. The husband is not. And what I discovered in that session is that it was the word scheduling Hmm. that, that created some resistance. Sure. It it sounds very deliberate. It sounds very structured and all this kind of stuff. And so when we changed the language to being intentional about your sexual intimacy and creating a plan for your sexual intimacy, all of a sudden we could actually continue the conversation because there wasn't so much resistance. Hmm. All that to say is if the word scheduling creates a little bit of friction, find a different word that is all about being intentional and taking action around your sexual intimacy. Side note. Uh, But coming back to this episode, you know, getting into this place of saying, what does it look like for us to have, to have romance, to have flirting, to have that seduction, that teasing, to get beyond and it's okay to have the question come up in your marriage every once in a while or the statement, Hey, let's have sex. We're not opposed to it. No. We do that. But it's not every single time. Because there's definitely a relational emotional aspect to sexual intimacy. And both husbands and wives want to feel desired. They want it to be more than just, hey, this thought popped into my head. Let's do it. Where's the the romance? Like, I can't tell you how many coaching sessions I have where I'm asking the question of both husband and wife. Hey, how do you like to be romanced? What makes you feel desired, loved, adored? Whatever word actually fits for you. Because again, you know what, guys? No, I'm super sensitive to words. Um, But getting into that conversation, because when when you get the flirty messages or when you get this interaction that says, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about something. Mm-hmm. There's this level of anticipation and excitement and you're bringing that into the marriage. So often I can, I can almost 
say 100% of the time, you had it at the beginning. With all the life stuff that happens, just like the hug, you know, year, multiple years of marriage, young kids, work and all this kind of, you can lose it. Yeah. But what does that start to look like for the two? I mean, even for Tony and I, this is something that we have to be intentional about. Yeah. And it, and it starts, I think, many a times for Elisa and I with the, hey, you, you feeling like it? You know, it, it's it's more of this a a question maybe in, mm-hmm. in terms of like, hey, like tonight, today. I so wish you guys could see Tony's face right now because even as he's saying it, his like eyebrows go up and he's got this like little sexy look going on. I'm yeah. like, uh-huh. So that can start even in the morning knowing that it's going to happen later in the day. And that's, I think sometimes, and, and this can happen too, is that we do that and then life hits us and happens throughout the day. And so when we get to the end of the day, we can sometimes be like all in and other times we're like, no, I'm not, I'm not here. And so we can get a little gun shy starting too early to initiate. And yet I do believe starting that, even if it doesn't come to fruition at the end of the, at the end of the day, like you have to get into the, into the habit of, of doing it, of, mm-hmm. of trying, of sending those text messages, of setting something up. Um, I know even for us, like if Elisa says, yeah, let's go. I will take time to set up the bedroom. Mm-hmm. In terms of like for me, I like the initiating part of she's saying yes, and I'm going okay. Well, cool. Let me light the candles. Let me get the heater on. Let me get the soft light on, like the salt lamp on, because it just has this cool hue to it and everything. And that prepares. That's like that's my way of initiating. So when she walks into the bedroom, like we've already talked about it, we've already flirted a little bit, maybe via text or something, or just even the grabbing of hands or grabbing of body parts. And, and, and when I say grabbing, I mean like those loving touches, knowing that we're leading up to foreplay and then sexual intercourse. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's so interesting because the value that this has in your marriage can't be, it can't be overstated. You know, this past week we asked the one family, hey, when it comes to flirting, seducing, or initiating with your spouse, what would you want him or her to know? Mm. And it's super important to me that you all know that these responses came from both men and women, right? The one family, especially, you know, those of you on Instagram, it's it's a mixed bag of men and women, all ages and whatnot. And so here are some of the responses on why it's important. I love when you touch me. I would love for you to initiate. Mm. When I'm rejected, I feel like a failure or I don't want to try anymore. It's such a turn on when you seduce and flirt with me. You don't have to wait to have sex to touch me. Makes me feel desired. Mm. I want your full attention and I won't initiate if I feel like you're not engaged. It's about the connection we have. It helps me stay in the mood. Flirt back. It feels one-sided. Like, I have to tell you, there are times when we ask questions and the responses actually kind of stop me in my tracks because these responses on why it's so important and what you want your spouse to know, like, like they were the full gamut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. Of bring it because every time you do it, like especially the one that says, hey, it's such a turn on. Like if more people knew that it was a turn on when their spouse was flirting with them or that you had that conversation that it is a turn on. And so you knew my guess is there would be more of that happening. 
but we understand that there are challenges, right? We, we know you've got kids. We know that, you know, you can get to the end of the day or even start your day and you're absolutely, you know, exhausted. We know that the phone is a huge distraction. Like somebody said, I won't, I won't initiate if I feel like you're not going to be fully present. We get it. Sometimes it's just awkward. Mm-hmm. There were many, many years that I did not initiate sex with Tony be, or, or flirt with him or anything because I didn't know what to do. Like the first 11. And there are still times even today that we, we both get in into our little funks and we are stuck. Yeah. You know, body image issues that can have you going, I don't know that I want to expose myself. And that goes both male or female. Mm-hmm. Let me let me just, this is not just a woman thing. Timing can sometimes, you know, keep you from flirting because you're like, I don't know, we have enough time to do this. And I, I want to be totally transparent with you guys. We've been here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have. We have been here. And because of that, we know that it is possible to change the cycle. We know what happens when the two of you engage. I, I was talking to a client the other day and they're like, it's amazing what happens when my spouse is fully present and all in. That that changes how the two of you romance. It changes, hey, want to have sex into, hey, want to have sex. And it's this whole experience. It's changing the sexual intimacy from being something that you check off on a box to say, yeah, we had sex, you know, the second time this week to being something that you, you're a participant in, you're engaged, you're, it's an experience for Mm -hmm. the two of you. And getting into this place where you're not just looking at it as, you know, checking a box in your sexual intimacy, but you're building your emotional and physical intimacies is so key. And we're going to talk about how to do that after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. We're back and we're talking about what you can do to bring the flirting, the romance, the seduction, the teasing into and as a part of your sexual intimacy. And, you know, it, it can be really awkward sometimes, I think, to even know how to start the conversation around this. And so it's, what does this dialogue look like? Yeah. And one way that you guys can do this is ask this simple question of one another. Ask the question and listen. Mm. Because I think this is where Elisa and I got stuck for so long. We had these expectations in our head of how our spouse was to initiate. And yet we never asked each other of that. And because of that, would would it typically end up happening? We'd have unmet expectations around initiating, which then would lead to either of us or one of us being disappointed in how we got from, hey, you like let's have sex in some way, shape, or form to actually having sex. Because there is that time period of like, 
wow, I do want to be flirted with. I mm. do want to be seduced. I do want that. Um, I, I do want you to initiate in some way, shape, or form. And so the question you need to ask each other is, what ways do you show me that you are initiating sex? Give me details. And it may take you a moment. It may take you some time. You, you guys may just want to like write this question down. What ways do you show me that you are initiating sex? And take a little bit of time and then come together. Is that one of the questions on the intimacy? No, this is one of the questions actually on the 19 questions to amazing sex with your oh, spouse. Okay. I'm like, I know that question's on one of, we have so many different resources. I'm like, I know it's on one of them. Yeah. Um, and, and so by asking this though, and just giving yourself some time, it's going to make you go, wait, how do I? What, what do I do? And too often we just want to just pipe something off real quick where we really don't know what it is for mm. some of us. Mm -hmm. Others of us know, like, boom, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm doing it. And we just need to let our spouse know because they may not know it at all. I've shared this before. And it's really interesting because when it comes to initiating between Elisa and I, over the years, I mean, like my expectation is like, there's a grand entrance, you know, there's, there's like, and, and we don't have it. And, and I know we don't have this, but we, there's a chandelier. Swinging from the chandeliers. Elisa's people. like swinging from the chandeliers. Elisa's like in some lingerie, swinging in from a from a chandelier. It's more of a grand entrance. The chandelier doesn't have to be there, but it is the oh, I'm like I'm getting dressed up. I'm getting I'm getting ready by wearing something sexy for us mm -hmm. in this moment. And yet, as Elisa and I are talking about this, we we ask and answer this question. She goes, well. You know those moments when we're just in the kitchen or we're just hanging out and I'm rubbing your forearm? She's like, I'm initiating. That I'm was like, in the early days. I'm I'm a little, I, I'm not that subtle all the time now. No, you're not, but you still will. I, I still am more subtle than yes. Tony is, but I'm just like, we've moved past the stroking your arm thing. I understand, but that was the initial yeah. conversation that got us to both be going like, oh, well, and I think part of this too is also getting into the conversation, not just how do I, but how would you like me to? Yes. Right? Because if you don't, like, what does your spouse want when it comes to romance or seduction or initiating or for, like, have the conversation. Don't just live in your own little perfect me bubble that says, oh, I know exactly what to do for my spouse. Because chances are you'll have a conversation with them. And you might learn a thing or two. And it's not that you've been doing it wrong. It's that it hasn't been connecting heart and head. Like mm. they can see that you're doing something, but it's not, it might not be hitting the heart part. And, and it's interesting because I, I talk about that heart head connection a lot of times with my coaching clients. And, and the head says, oh, I can see something's happening. The heart says, I feel that they're doing something for me. Mm. And so when you start having these conversations about seduction, and we got this amazing list because the other question that we asked the one family is, you know, like, what do you do? What do you do in your own marriage? Mm -hmm. Because Tony and I are not going to get behind these mics and profess to know every single way that the two of you can flirt or seduce or, you know, romance your spouse. And more importantly, we want you to hear from your peers. We want you to know what's working in the one family. So some of the ideas that, that came out of the one family said, text throughout the day. And there were a few different variations on it. It was erotic texts. You know, send seductive messages with my intention for when we are alone. I've done that. 
I, I do want to say while we were at uh, the Six Pillars in Paradise marriage getaway, there were a couple of folks who were just saying, get some form of app that's encrypted on both ends, password protected or whatever it may be. Agreed. So that way, if you're sending those sexy texts to one another to initiate with with one another, you you don't need your you know your kid picking up your phone, which we've had happen, you know, because they're they're just scrolling to find something that you know I wrote to Elisa or what have you, but that's not there, so they're not like, oh well, why, mom, are you taking pictures? Why is pictures? there an eggplant emoji? Yeah, or why are there <laughs> pictures of you in lingerie in front of this mirror? Like, find an app that will allow you to have that end-to-end encryption and that's and just good it. practice yeah. in general. Yes, just just in general. Yeah. We're just gonna. That's a little PSA there. Um, other ideas. Put on a negligee or lingerie and light a candle. Right? That very, like, you walk into the room and you're like, visually, something's going on here. Mm-hmm. I'm part of this. Uh, invite my spouse for a massage. Butt grabs. Hugs from behind. Crotch upper thigh caresses. Mm. Those touches. Touch, grab, kiss, compliment. There was literally one response to this. And I'm like, that's kind of a good little formula. Touch, k- grab, kiss, compliment. Let's get, let's get that going snaps throughout the day mm-hmm. ask for what i want it's amazing when it comes to romance seduction teasing uh, the direct approach on hey here's what really matters to me or what's really meaningful can really break through a lot of things for a couple because now you're not guessing what your spouse would like you to do talk in a playful sexy voice mm. this is really funny um because tony and i spend a lot of time obviously behind the microphones. And so even when we were in Cancun, you got behind the mic. We, we were testing the mics in the room that we were in. And at one point in time, we both kind of went into our like, hello, this is Elisa dealer. It was like this whole sexy voice thing. And I'm like, uh-huh. And we're in the <laughs> middle of a conference room. Let's not do that now. Uh, but kisses, you know, what are those romantic kisses that aren't just the, hey, it's good to see you, but more the, hey, I'd like to see more of you naked. Yeah. Type kisses. I have to say, doing episodes like this is like mental initiating for me. Oh, these these kinds of episodes—it's so funny. Like it, it literally, I'm I'm going have the conversation. It's it's amazing how much like to me when we have these conversations, it's a form of initiating because we're engaging each other in an emotional way. And Elisa and I are across from one another. We're not touching one another. There's we're not side by side, shoulder to shoulder, or anything. When we podcast, we we podcast across from one another. But it's 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 almost like I can close my eyes and I'm just I'm hearing Elisa speak, and it's just like it's arousing. It's like oh my gosh, okay, like let's get this thing over with. Let's let's go. We've we've done the initiating like at this point in time. Like let's roll. It's amazing how emotional intimacy is so intricately tied to sexual intimacy. And, you know, what I want to encourage each and every one of you is to have the conversation this week. Make a decision that, you know, sexual intimacy isn't just going to be something that you're going to check the box on and Mm -hmm. say, you know what, we agreed to twice a week. I checked the box, done, on to next week. But instead, start finding out what's meaningful to your spouse. Start taking inventory of yourself and saying, how do I initiate? When was the last time that I was flirty or romantic or seductive? Whichever word resonates with you. I know certain people don't like certain words. It's Mm -hmm. all good. Pick the one that works. But when was the last time I did that? And and right now, like I can see Tony's eyebrow going up. He's like, and for you, it was like yesterday. So you're good. 
You're good. Well, was yesterday. When you were like being all flirty. And, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it didn't, but that flirty didn't lead to anything. I do want to say that to everybody here. Not every advance, not every time I initiate or Elisa initiates towards me that it's like, okay, it's happening. Like there's sometimes it, it, it builds up and it flows over to the next day. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's almost like edging. We talked about that episode oh, yeah. on edging where you get yourself close enough. And, and typically that's when it comes to ejaculation, ejaculating or orgasm. And yet you can initiate to that edge of where it's like, oh my gosh, we are so on fire for one another. Mm-hmm. And yet it may just not happen that day. So it's coming back the next day and going, okay, well, let's hey, what, what does today look like? Mm-hmm. You know, let's start flirting again with one another. Let's initiate again. What is that going to look like? And uh, and and then we go and we move forward. I, I do want people to understand that, hun, that not every time that you initiate or I initiate that it's a 100% go. Well, and just as, you know, we're coming to the end of this episode, I think it's really important to remember that flirting is typically a part of the dating and courtship period. Mm. That that flirting, that the, those expressions of of desire and enjoyment of the other person, and all of those types, like that's how you got this person. Mm-hmm. That that's how you ended up. I mean, that's a big part of how you ended up married. You you figured out how to flirt with them. You figured out how to seduce them, romance them, tease them, all the things. Just because it's been 20 years and you've got a whole lot of life that's happened and you got kids and you got a mortgage and you got the bills and you got all the obligations doesn't mean that that's still not important. Mm -hmm. In fact, I would even go so far as to say 20 years down the road with the kids and the bills and the obligations, it's more important than ever that you continue or revive wherever you are this flirting, the seduction, the initiate, all that, like bring that back. Mm-hmm. See what happens to the spark in your marriage and your sexual, emotional, physical intimacies when you're like, you know what? I'm going to start flirting with this guy. I'm going to start flirting with this girl. Take baby steps. You don't have to hit a home run. Start doing it and watch what happens in your marriage. Yeah. And if you need some other ideas, we have a great article called 21 Ways to Initiate Sex with Your Spouse. I'm going to put that here. I'm going to put that link here in the episode notes. And you can also go to oneextraordinaryMarriage.com slash 21 ways. And that just may spark something for the two of you. You know, as you're looking at the way that you initiate and how your spouse initiates, what does that, what's that going to be for the two of you? What's that going to be? Like, how is, how are you going to like step into it this week and go, you know what? We can do this. We can make this happen. We can express our desires. We can express our expectations around initiating. And when we do, we're strengthening our sexual intimacy pillar. It gets good. We're strengthening it. We're strengthening our physical intimacy pillar. We're strengthening our emotional intimacy pillar. We're strengthening these pillars just because we're willing to step in and let each other know how we initiate. So this week, go do it. Go ask that question on one another. Go pick up the 21 ways to initiate sex so you can learn, maybe see some things, get some things mulling over, and then do it. Initiate with your spouse. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.